A couple of weeks ago, I was hired to perform fire for the season premiere of the new series on CBS by Stephen King, The Stand. And during these filmings and gigs and events I work, I meet the most fascinating human beings. It never fails. And at this filming, I met Nicole Dominguez. She grew up in this circus and I could not pass up the opportunity to bring her on to share her awesome stories. She's a fifth-generation circus performer. Born in Venezuela, she does aerial acts, ground acts. She's worked in big shows like Chris Angel's, Supernaturalist, V Theater at Planet Hollywood, Purple Rain at Tropicana, and of course, traveling circuses. Nikki's part of the Dominguez family, which is known best for their globe riders in the circus industry. So buckle your seats, grab some popcorn. It's time to enter the big top. I'm Priscilla Pfeiffer, and welcome to Spark Your Inner Fire, a podcast for artists, performers, and closet creatives. You bring a lighter, and I'll bring the fuel. It's time to spark your inner fire. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So Nicole and I met as a, at a recent gig we were just doing. We were filming for a premiere of The Stand. It was so fun. I was doing fire. She was doing aerial and she was on her hoop and she's super talented and had all these awesome stories she was talking about backstage. And I'm like, can you come on my podcast? Because I want you to share these awesome stories. So thank you for coming on. No, of course. Thank you. Well, so you grew up in the circus. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, I'm a fifth generation circus performer. My whole family has been doing all these different types of acts and everything. They were most known for doing like the Globe Rider. They do all the motorcycles inside the Globe and everything. We call the like extreme metal riders, the Dominguez family and all this. We do dog acts. We do all kinds of acts in that you oh can think. Oh my gosh, that's so neat. Did you, Have you done the motorcycle? I have, yes. So I practiced when I was seven, but I've never performed it. I only just practice, practice and stuff since it was such a dangerous act. My dad was like, you know what? No, we're going to pull you out of it. You're going to do other things. And I'm over here have like little metal girl wanted to do it so bad. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll do whatever you guys need to do. But I want to get back into it. Do you see a lot of like Glove Rider girls doing it? And it's just like extreme, beautiful. You know, it's pretty cool. That's so, so cool. <laughs> What's your favorite act to perform I do so many but my favorite one is the cube juggling which is like the one that I master the most and the one that I get higher for everywhere just because I'm a girl in the way that I do it people love how fast I do it how like crazy you know in my style everybody knows my style I was like oh that's Nikki D over there with the LED cubes and this and that you always see me they're like flipping these giant things but yeah that's my favorite thing to do out of all the acts that I do and you guys can't see her right now, but she's also freaking gorgeous on top of it. <laughs> so she is talented and beautiful. Do you feel like you ever met other kids and you realize like, wow, other kids don't grow up in the circus. My life is different. Did you ever have that realization that you're a different kid than most? Yes, yes. Because in the circus, you only have like a certain amount of friends, you know, you'll see all these other kids going to school and stuff, you know, going to prom and being able to do other things that I, I've always wanted to do. And I'm like, man, this is one thing I did want it to go, you know, go to school, go to prom, have like my moment there and everything. They look at me and they're like, oh, I want to be you. And I'm over here like, I want to be you doing, you know, normal things. And, you know, we, I've traveled so much and stuff, you know, that we lose friends in the circus because they go to other circuses and stuff. And 
if you're in school, you get to grow up with your friends and everything. And us, we get to grow up just by ourselves because everybody goes everywhere. You never get to be with somebody for many years. So what was that like? Did you ever like want to leave the circus? You know, you, you see the stories like I'm leaving the circus or I'm running off or to the circus. <laughs> so for a couple of times I did. It, it was so much work at one point that I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. It was like, I was working so much, so much, so much. And at my age, I was like, I just want to be normal. I want to go out and have friends, you know, be able to go to this place, this place and not just be stuck in the circus all the time but then I was like my whole family grew on this and all this I have the love for the circus I love the circus I love performing I love entertaining people then the, there were some moments that I will be like I want to run away from the circus and then I'm like I want to be back in the circus so it was a fight between that you know people always like oh I want to run away and be in the circus I'm like, yeah you don't know what it's really like you know yeah. it's, it's not that easy it's a lot of work Mm-hmm. being in the circus so what was your favorite part about being in the circus versus your least favorite part favorite part going to new places yeah being in the new places the traveling I hate I hate the traveling it was like the overnights driving non-stop getting there setting up performing tearing down next town I love having days off in the new places that we will go to because we get to go and, and visit this and that and everything but I wish we had more time to explore meet people there and stuff I just the traveling part it was terrible it's just sitting there for 10 12 hours just there on the road like no it was it's hard I can, I can relate to that too. I mean, I did so much less touring than you have in your life, but I can relate to that feeling of like, I just want to be home. Like I'm tired of being on the road and people look at this tour life, this circus life as glamorous. Like you get to see all these places and yeah, we do, but we really don't get to see that much. Exactly. Yeah. They, they think I'm like, oh no, the circus life is amazing and this and that. You get to go to places and be this and cool. I'm like, no, honey, you gotta work. You're <laughs> to work. So did you always know you'd perform because of your family or was there ever a drive to do something else? No, I always wanted because of my family and stuff. I always see my family doing all these crazy things and I'm like, oh, you know, I want to do this. I want to do what she's doing. I want to do what my aunt is doing. I want to do what my, gra- my grandma is doing. Everybody has these special acts. And I'm like, I want to do that. And that's what I did. I learned everything from everybody that I've seen. That's why I don't have one. I have many. And you said your grandma could still get on the, the lira she can like go up on the lira she'll go up on the spanish web explain what that people. is for people who don't know what it is so for the spanish web is a rope and you basically just climb this one rope all the way up to like 15 to 20 feet up in the air you know and then you're doing tricks with a little loop on the top of it and there's a, somebody at the bottom of the rope spinning you so you're on the top spinning and it's it's a beautiful ad it's it's gorgeous and that's the, the one ad that I've learned how to do first because my grandma teached me wow so here going up and I'm like it's just up in the air like 20 feet up in the air she's like you gotta do this and that and I'm just there like scared for her life it's like I'm a professional honey just do what I do and I'm like grandma wow grandma's in shape so have you ever gotten injured while performing yes I have I have fallen from the web from the Spanish rope, we call it web also. Uh, they didn't tie it up enough. It, it was while I was climbing up, not very high, but the thing snapped on the top of it and I just went through the floor. Another one was when the, the guys at the bottom, when they're holding their, their Spanish rope, they have to know how tight to hold you and they help you out to go up. The guy 
that was holding me one day, he wasn't very uh, good at doing the rope. He was still learning, but he put what my leg is around the, the Spanish web to go up. That's the way that we go up. He pulled it so hard that my knee dislocated. So up, up in the air, my knee is like completely the opposite way. And I just like, I let go. I, I was, I let go and I dropped and, oh, it was horrible, horrible, the pain. And I have so many other stories when I, with the cube juggling, I have three props. One is shaped as a cube. The other one is shaped as a triangle and one is shaped as a square. The triangle, because it has many points and I spin it around, the points are going all over the place. And then I have to move my head back when I'm spinning it because the points go through next to my face. One day I was doing it so fast and the people hyped me up and this and that and everything. You get excited. And when you get excited, you know, you want to do like, you want to show off. I'm over here showing off. One of the points hits my face and cuts my eye, like the cornea of my eye. My eyebrow comes off. It was just bad. So at the end of the show, I'm over here like glamorous you know bowing to the people and I just feel something dripping on my face and it's like blood. a shower of blood people are screaming and I'm like oh my god what happened is my eye do I still have my eye on me it was bad I had many accidents and oh there is the worst man we have some crazy injury stories don't we backstage anything crazy too like we were doing a a, a dance you know, every show they have the little dance choreography that we do. And then at the end, we're doing like this can-can dance. And we end with a split. And I end it with a split and my knee pops out again. <gasps> so I'm like, oh, great. Oh, my gosh. So my knees right now, they're like a 80-year-old knees. Mine too. I've struggled so much with my knee injuries. And mm -hmm. there were so many times in my life where I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this the rest of my life. Like I have this love for the stage and there's nothing else I want to do, but this is the harsh reality. I might have to start considering other options. Right. Were you ever in that frame of mind? I have. Yes. Uh, when I started like already having pains all over my body, I'm like, I'm only what at the time that I started feeling, I was 14. And I'm like, my knees are already popping out. My shoulders are hurting. I already have back injuries. This is hurting. This is hurting. And I'm like, man, if I keep going like this, by I'm 40, I'm going to be on a wheelchair. So I did consider, I was like, what if I get a normal job, you know, do something not as extreme as the things that I'm doing, but I'm like, I love what I do and I'm going to do it until I die, until I can't do it anymore. But yeah, I did consider it at one point, but then I'm like, no, I can't leave the circus and I can't live what I love to do. Mm -hmm. And so many people don't realize the emotional toll that takes on us when we're mm -hmm. having a consider that and it's funny you said get a real job because I've said that so many times I don't want to get a real job <laughs> because what we do is a real job but not normal I guess you know right yeah well on a lighter note what's the funniest stage moment you ever experienced oh goodness I have so many <laughs> the funniest one is so me and my parents we have a dog at these poodles, standard poodles, miniature poodles, beautiful dogs. How many dogs do you have? I have 14. Ah! By that time that we were performing, we had, I believe, almost 20 dogs. And they were all trained. My dad's an animal trainer. I'm an I'm a animal trainer, but I'm not, not as good as him. <laughs> he can train all types of animals. So we are performing for this 
small stage here in Las Vegas. They call us to do the dog at. We're like, okay, let's do it. But it's, it's such a small stage. And the dogs, they get spooked sometimes when there's people right next to them and everything. But, you know, let's say we had like a 10 by 10 stage. We have our props there and everything. And we usually what we do at the, at the start of our show is that all the dogs, when they hear who let the dogs out, it's funny. The dogs already know it's their song to perform. So they come in and then they run to the stage and, you know, it's like all these commotion of dogs, cute, they jump and everything. And then they all sit down on their little seats. So it's me, my mom and my dad, we're, uh, we're performing there. So my dad, he's coming in from in front of the stage with all the dogs. I think it was 11 dogs performing at that time. So they put the song, they played Spotlight. My dad's not there, but all the dogs come in. And I'm like, where's my dad? And I'm like, oh my God, we're missing one dog and all the dogs are already there. And apparently my dad never came in. He never came. The, the show started, the music started. I looked at my mom, my mom's like, you gotta perform it. And I'm like, they don't listen to me. They listen to my dad during the show. They don't listen to me. They have an attitude with me when it's showtime. So I'm like, okay, cool, got it. It came out a disaster. They did not want to listen to me. They were like, who is this person? And I'm like, I raised you, dog. Like, listen to me, please. So the dogs are not listening. They're not doing what I want them to do. So I'm over here and I'm like on high heels, corset, gorgeous costume. And I'm on the floor. My shoes comes off. I'm barefoot at that moment. So one of the dogs is supposed to jump in this little like rolling thing. And he, he did not want to do it. So I was pushing the rolling making it look like it, he was doing it but it just it looks so ridiculous and there's this one part that we grab one of the little dogs we put it inside of a washing machine it's like a magic thing we put it around and a big dog is supposed to come out I'm trying to put the dog in and I can't put him in he's not listening and I couldn't close it so I'm inside of the washing machine all you see is like my butt out and my shoes are out so it looks like I was trying to get into the washing machine. But I'm like, oh my God, I can't get this dog to get in. So I close it, boom, I get up. I show the washing machine, I open it, and both dogs come out. And then suddenly I hear in the corner, my dad's running. Apparently one of my dogs ran away to the street. So he went to chase him. He comes in and he starts helping everything with the show. So it looks way better. So at the end of the show, I tell dad, I'm like, what happened? He's like, well, Linda the dog she ran away and she kept running and running and running but I couldn't get her so I'm over here dressed in this like shiny costume people are looking at me like who is this guy chasing a dog down the street he said that he went almost up to two blocks chasing the dog it was that I think it was the funniest moment for me we we're just laughing the whole time my mom she left the stage she left me by myself because she was embarrassed so I'm like, okay, great. I got my family supporting me and stuff. So gosh. Another one is the first time I performed a Spanish rope, I got stuck. So I'm doing this foot trick that I put my foot up the loop and I'm upside down. And at the end of the turn, we, we have to get up. But you need to have like core strength to, to do that. I was what, maybe like 15 feet up in the air. I turned to get up and I couldn't get up. And I couldn't get up. I'm like, oh my God, I can't get up. So I'm trying my hardest. I was stuck up there, girl, for like five minutes. And they had to bring somebody to come and help me and take me down. And it was showtime. So I was so embarrassed. And I was crying upside down. 
And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. My dad's laughing. He's like, you just gotta do it. Just gotta get up. He brings a broom. So he's trying to push me up with a broom. And I'm like, I just want to die right now. Like, I am so embarrassed. So those are the funny and horrible times that has happened. And that was in front of the audience? That was live. This oh was, my gosh. I wish it was just like practice, but no. It was live, audience, everybody watching. You can hear people laughing. And I'm over here crying and I'm like, ah. But I was also a magician assistant for this show called The Supernaturalist. So there's this trick. My dad was a magician. He has never done magic, but they put my dad as a magician. It's a pretty amazing show. So all the dogs that did magic, you know, put a girl in, make a girl disappear, and a dog appears. So there's this trick that I get in these crystal bots. They put in this curtain. Five seconds later, a huge poodle appears. It was a beautiful poodle. He comes on, the people are amazed. I'm like, where does the girl go? And that was the opening of the show. You know, everybody does a little something at the beginning. And, you know, I get in, blah, blah, blah. I disappear. And then the dog appears, take it down. They take the bots back. And I'm just there hanging, hanging. I'm like, okay, when are they going to open the bots? Nothing. Two minutes, three minutes. And I'm like, Oh my God, they forgot about me. And I, I can't get out by myself. Like I need somebody to come and help me out. And girl, I was there for almost 10 minutes. And they were like, where's Nikki? Where? And I can hear everybody like, where's Nicole? Where's Nicole? And I'm screaming. And I'm like, I'm here. I'm in the box. Help me. I'm claustrophobic right now. I'm like, I'm having a panic attack. Girl, it's like the way that I'm inside, I'm in a pretzel. So my knees are twisted. I'm all twisted. My hands are up in the air. All you can see is like my fingers wiggling out and I'm like, I'm moving my fingers so fast. So it looks like little worms coming out. And they were like, oh, we forgot Nikki in the pots. I was so mad, girl. I was like, I cannot believe you guys forgot about me for 10 minutes in that little box. Like, I hate everybody right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's like, claustroph you're like claustrophobic in there you too know how tiny it was like I had to learn how to not to be but being there more than like five minutes you start like panicking you start like thinking all these things like I'm gonna die like feeling like you can't breathe that like, you can't move and everything and I'm like I'm just gonna die in here and it's fine they forgot about me so it's so cool I had an experience uh, a little bit different I was doing a magic show and there was jaguars in the show jaguars and lions and I turned into the Jaguars. They put the Jaguar in and then he disappears and I appear. Uh -huh. So I'm, yeah, I'm stuck in that pretzel like you're talking about. And it's the first time doing the trick and you just hear like, like uh, above me, the Jaguar like smells me and he's like, I, I'm hungry. <laughs> and, and then we do the trick and the Jaguar had peed. So I had to look all glamorous in my costume and I'm sitting in Jaguar pee. It was all, and you know, you know, we have to just act like nothing's wrong, right. but it was disgusting. Oh my God. No. I'm like, no, and, you know, it's live and we have to pretend nothing's happening. Glamorous with that Jaguar's pee smell on you. <laughs> Ta-da. Right. So in our business, show business, there's not a lot shocks us, but mm -hmm. has there been a moment where you're like, wow, I did not see that coming and I'm blown away right now. Yes. And well, it didn't happen to me. It happened to my mom. My mom, she actually, like I told you, she ran away to be in the circus with my dad when she was 16 and stuff. So she started to become in circus and learning and everything like that. Well, I'm 
watching the show one day, she's actually riding the elephant, dancing, and you know, my mom's like really pretty up in the elephants, but she's riding African elephants. The African elephants are known to be like the craziest elephants because they have like the most anger issues and they're they're crazy, you know? They're gorgeous, but they're dangerous yeah. in other than other elephants. So I'm watching the show, I'm watching my mom, she's doing her thing, and then suddenly the elephant goes crazy and leaves the circus. I'm like, okay, what happened? And then like elder people start running away. I'm like, my mom was on top of that elephant. So we all go outside and like the elephant's running away into the city with my mom still on the elephant. And she's just holding on into the elephant like for her dear life that I have never seen an elephant run so fast. And he was just going into the city and you just see all the people running away. And my mom's on top with like feathers and all this and just holding my dad's in the body. Like, just hold on into the elephant. And I was like, what else can I do? And she's just holding and she looks like so funny. But I don't know, to me, nothing like that has happened other than performing for like big stars. We did a show for Michael Jackson's family, like his kids, his parents. We did a private show for them. That's so cool. We had other people come in and say, oh, we love your uh, dog at like Paula Abdul. You know, she has dogs to sing her. I she tell my dad, I'm like, you're amazing. Your daughter, your mom, they always come to tell us how good our acts are. And it makes us feel good. And it like, makes us feel like amazing. Like, wow, she's telling us this. Famous people are telling us how good we are and stuff. We're like, we're telling you guys how good you guys are. That's so amazing. What was your favorite <laughs> memory performing with a celebrity or for a celebrity? Nicole Kidman came in. I met her. She came and she, yeah, she, I was doing my little cube juggling. She was like, that's so weird. I have never seen anything like that before. And I'm like, no, thank you so much. And I said, I'm actually named by you because my dad loves you. And this and I has like, he's a, he's a huge fan. My name is Nicole because of you. So I met her and I think that was like the coolest thing for me, you know, meeting somebody and be like, hey, Nicole, hey, Nicole. We're just telling her, like, she was telling me, oh, how cool you are. And then I'm like, how cool you are. You know, we're telling oh. each other how cool we are. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so fun. So do you, I personally still get stage fright sometimes, even though I've been performing my whole life. Do you? All the time. I'm not going to lie. I, I've been performing all my life in front of huge audience. You know, you have no idea how many people have come into the circus and stuff, but you always get like that little butterfly fleeing of right before going to stage because you hear all the people screaming and waiting and wanting to see the show and the clapping and when the when the ringmaster says all right are you guys ready to see the show and everybody goes crazy that moment right there I'm like wow there's a lot of people they're here to see what we are gonna do for them no you know and I always get that little feeling every time I perform I always get butterflies and I love it I'm like this is one thing I love. I love that feeling. I love that so, shot of yeah. adrenaline. That shot of adrenaline. Yes. <laughs> Do you ever have like self-doubt, you know, walking in an audition and doing things? I'm like, oh, am I good enough for this? Do you ever have those thoughts? I do. I do. There, there's a lot of shows here that I've been wanting to perform and stuff. And I go in and I see all these other girls. You know, I, I'm not a dancer. I'm a dancer, but I'm not a professional dancer. You know, I can follow choreography. So I'm like, I look at the other people and I'm like, wow. Why am I here? <laughs> Why am I going to do this? But you never know what could happen. I walked in into this audition where there's only professional dancers. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to give it a try because you never know what could happen, honestly. I go in, I give it my all. I see all these professionals. I'm like, 
getting everything down. And I remember in the back, like one, two, oh God, what did she just do? I'm lost, goodness grace. And at the end, they start choosing the girls and they pick me and I'm like, what? Why would they pick me? Your style, how you move, even though you were lost, you kept going, you know, and it looked good. So that's what we want. We want girls not to just stop, look confused, just getting there and, and doing what you do don't get lost don't don't look lost and everything and even though you did not know like half the dance you did other moves and it looked great so uh-huh. what they want and stuff but yeah I get that a lot I'm like I see other ads and things like that and I'm like I'm not good enough you I know mean, like I'm gonna try it anyways because you never know so what do you do to snap yourself out of that oh I'm not good whatever I'll still do this and that I'll, I'll be different I always try to be different from everybody else I like to be I'm like oh if I can't do that okay fine I can do this then I I'll smile Never gonna see me like not smile not happy I'm always smiling I'm always laughing and everything and people love that they love that presence that charisma and everything and if you show that you know you'll be everywhere yes and I could I could vouch for that she was smiling like the entire time we were filming we were there like nine hours <laughs> so I realized at the filming I have this thing called hyperhidrosis <laughs> and I was talking about it with Nikki I'm like yeah my hands sweat if you don't know what that is you probably you likely don't know what it is because it's very rare but it's basically your hands and feet and sometimes your underarms sweat profusely It doesn't matter if you're nervous, if you're happy, if it's hot, cold, doesn't matter. They're just always dripping with sweat. So I was talking about it with Nicole and she's like, oh my gosh, I have that too. And we both bonded. (laughs) We both bonded over our sweaty hands. And I have never met another performer that had this. And I couldn't stop asking her questions. (laughs) No, me neither. I was like, do you know what that word is? And she was saying it first and I'm like, uh, I have that too. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you could relate to the fact that most people are like, oh, I have that too. I'm like, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. No, your hands get sweaty sometimes. No, mine sweats all the time. It took a second for me to believe you. <laughs> no, and after when like, you started asking me questions like, do you like shaking people's hands and this and that? And we answer it, sat the same thing to everything. Yes. So we know what we're talking about. You've never been with somebody with sweaty hands like this. Well, and I was like, how how do you do what you do? Like in the air, I would be terrified with my sweaty hands. No, yeah. Well, I've always wanted to do like the trapeze and stuff. And because of this, I'm like, that's one reason I, I don't want to do it. Because I'm constantly sweating. That's with adrenaline and everything. It makes it worse too. When yes. you're right. So for everything else, for the aerials, I just pack my hands with rosin alcohol when I can't find that I'll either do dirt or anything that I can find just to like make my hands dry because it does make it difficult for for some things that we do for silks area bamboo my cubes because my cubes are made of aluminium I have to just spray them down with alcohol and and just pack them down with rosin so you're always gonna see my hands that they're like straight white like I come out and my hands are just white because of all the rustin that I put in I, I remember a one small memory I'll tell you I was doing a show and they wanted us to put flour like baking flour in our hands to clap it but it like made this like powder effect while we we're doing this dance number and I was like no I told the choreographer I'm like I'll try like I'll sure but I just should warn you that 
I'm going to have pancake mix in my hand. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> it's going to be jellified. It's not going to go anywhere. He's like, okay, we'll put you in another part of the number. <laughs> so funny. So before we go, what would be your advice to a young performer? Young performer is to go for it. Don't be shy. Take every opportunity that will come to you. You never know where that will take you. Be yourself. Do what you love and don't care about what anybody thinks. Kill it. Have charisma. Be different. So that's my advice to a younger performer. That's great advice. Oh, thank you so much for doing this, Nicole. I loved your stories and I'm sure everyone else is going to enjoy them too. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun talking with you. Do you have a Facebook? Yes, I do. Awesome. I'll post the link in the description so you can go and follow Nikki. And thank you so much, Nikki. Keep doing what you love. It's Priscilla Pfeiffer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe, leave a comment so I can reach more people like you. And go to sparkyourinnerfire.com. I have a special gift for you. Go check it out.